Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Can I can I get back in a good mood, Frank? Are you allowing me to get back in a good mood? I mean, I hope so, bro. I'm I anything at this point. I don't even know what well, to do anymore. Two big thing. Well, the two big things to do to get me in a good mood. The three things to get me in a great mood, right? Tell me that Will Mansell's about to join us. Will Mansell is about to join us. Tell me the Yankees are in first place. The Yankees are in first place. And tell me that the Miami Marlins are in first place, baby! Fake first place. I'm mad at you. Our next guest, probably not going to say it's fake. In fact, he's going to tell us how awesome it is right now, even though it's so early on. Will Mansell joining us, local 10 sports director here in Miami. A dude that knows a little bit about a lot of sports and always the best available Cuban in Miami. Como estas, Will? I'm good, man. I'm here and, and I'm, I'm healthy and I can't complain. Family's good. so And we're talking sports. On top of that, for the first time in months, we're talking sports. It's a fantastic thing. I must tell you, uh, my wife now has taken to following Giselle and you guys. It, you, you've become quite the superstar in my home. It's kind of funny almost. Like she'll oh. t- oh, Will, my wife will tell me about something you posted. And I'm like, it's your friend Willie. I'm like, oh, oh, what? You didn't see it? I'm like, oh, you must have this like favorited or hashtagged or something. So you've become quite the celebrity in the Hacienda de Milian's house. Listen, I think it's just all of us, everybody, you know, the one thing about social media, it drives me crazy sometimes, but sometimes it's fun so we can all see how nuts we are being at home with our kids and living in this crazy world right now and all the stuff we do to get by through the days, man. I mean, we all do the same thing. So it's funny when I look at someone else's post. And I'm like, see, I'm not the only one who's crazy. I'm not the only one who one minute is making breakfast and then the next minute wiping a baby's butt and then the next minute, you know, the two girls are fighting and then the next minute they're, you know, somebody's knocking on the door and it's just everything, something crazy going on. It's so funny. My my daughter happens to think that Giselle's a trip as well. You know, she's so active and always sports and all that. So before I go any further, before we get into sports, I, I think this would be a matter of something that you would find interesting. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but did you know that this week, is um is a special week it's called a uh, national like exercise with your child week oh yes i didn't know these things existed exercise with your child week yes shouldn't that be every day or every that's what week? i thought and i said well will lives this 52 weeks you always see them riding bike they're always up to some very active kids so i was like I, I thought of you immediately when i saw this i was like oh well this fits right in the so just so you know it's national exercise with your child week well, look, yesterday I played volleyball with my oldest, and then today I, I took my, my youngest on a bike ride and played volleyball with my oldest. So I think I, I'm at the quota for the week yesterday. But we, saw like the, we saw the in-home studio over the last few months, and I think I'm delving in the same type of lighting you did. They, some expert in social media told me about the little O-ring light thing that yeah. I got with the whole, and someone told me, yeah, that's the one Will uses. I'm like, okay, then that's the one I want. So I think I got the same one you got. Just to, Well, you know, us Cubans, we, we copy each other, especially when we got a good one on well, hand, right? No, man, let me tell you, so the funny thing about the home lighting, right, when everything started, I said the first week, I didn't know how long I was going to be in studio, right? I thought maybe we didn't know how long it was going to last or what it was going to be. So I said, hey, stay home and do try it there. So I was using the house lights, you know what I mean? Like just turn on the lights in your room and it mm-hmm. just doesn't look right. So then a buddy might say, oh, you know, they make these ring lights. I heard the ring light. Wow, it looks a lot different. So about a month ago, another buddy of mine says, hey, Will, I, he does Zoom calls for his work. And he said, I got this incredible light. It's a little bit more expensive, but it makes you look like you have a great tan. And it's, it's like incredible lighting. So I look it up at 100 bucks, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not buying anything else. There's nothing going on. 
So I buy this light. So now I'm like the palest, tastiest Cuban you'll ever find. But when you watch me on TV, it looks like I've been out of the sun all day. And That's I got exactly what I thought. I said, this guy's been in the beach every morning. Look at oh, him. This has got a no. ring light on it. It has a tripod for my phone. Yeah. I have a camera button to take pictures. It's it's the whole kit and caboodle. I paid more or less 100 I didn't pay 100 a little less. So maybe you got a better one than I did, but... <clears throat> Either way, either way, it's a must. It's a must. It's what a you guys, what we're using. Yeah. We have so much to go over. I want to get out our personal business first. We are tomorrow doing an unveiling of Slam Radio's version of the Mona Lisa. We have a drawing of the great Dan Marino as it was drawn by Alan Lewis. And we have it framed. We have it placed specifically on a wall here at the station. And tomorrow we were doing on IG Live the unveiling of the Danalisa. We want to always honor what we believe is the greatest quarterback ever, no matter what, whether he won championships or not. And uh, the reason we call it the Danalisa is because Frank says that, like the Mona Lisa, no matter where you're standing, it looks like it's looking back at you. So I wanted to make you aware of that. So when you see that on IG, I'm sure you'll have a good time. I will check it out. I, will I, check it I think out. I wanted you, Cesar, I know you're a big Marino fan. Uh, on the heels of that, Miami Dolphins football. Am I the only one concerned about how the NFL is going to pull this off? No, I, I think, I think you know, everyone's either concerned or questioning, wondering, whatever word you want to use, how it's going to work. Because let's face it, we see, if we've learned anything, right, in the last few months is that this virus is hard to contain. This virus, no matter how careful you are, how many times have you heard people say, like, man, I was so careful, I wore a mask, I washed my hands, and then they get it. You know, they get COVID-19. And, and you see it that unless you're at home locked in and, and doing nothing, you are at risk for getting it. So when you're talking about NFL players, you know, playing and, and hitting each other and around each other, and again, the NFL not being in a bubble like the NBA is and like the MLS is, we saw the challenges in Major League Baseball, a couple outbreaks, and the Marlins and Cardinals had issues. I doubt they'll be the last that will happen. It's going to be tough, man. And, and I, I keep going back to this. MLB has worked thus far despite the outbreaks. Why? Because there hasn't been anything serious as far as illness happened yet. You haven't had a player get hospitalized, put on a ventilator, or a coach, or God forbid anyone dying. I mean, that's, that's the problem that we're all kind of – that's like the elephant in the room, right? Is that, oh, it's okay, everybody's fine. They're all asymptomatic. All guys recovered. It's when they don't recover or something like that, God forbid, happens. Then all of a sudden it hits the fan and you start wondering, what's going on? Why are we doing this? How do we make this work? Uh, luckily, it hasn't happened yet in Major League Baseball. I hope it doesn't. But the NFL's got a big challenge, man. you got a lot of players playing a, a tough sport on top of each other. And it, it's just, it's a recipe for a lot of bad things to happen. And, and, and I don't know how the NFL's going to pull it off. I'm I'm very concerned about that. That bleeds into college football. Now we see the Canes have finally admitted that they're starting their season against UAB. I know there's mm -hmm. a lot of concerns depending on the conference. We've seen what happened with the Pac-12 last week. That was some interesting developments, including what Washington State did by just cutting people who even were making an inkling of being part of that movement. Um, that's one sport that I have a hard time believing it's going to be done correctly or if at all. And what are your thoughts coming out of Coral Gables? Obviously, Miami has to prepare for a regular college football season. Uh, yeah. But people can't be very excited about this rendition of the college football season. No, but I think, you, you know, like, for instance, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, being a Kane fan, I saw the schedule this morning, and my eyes were up. You know, for that moment, I felt like a sports fan. Look at the schedule. Oh, Florida State on the 26th. Man, they got to go to Clemson. And all those things start going through your head. And then you realize, like, my God, this is, this is a challenge. I don't know if any of this is going to happen. 
how are you going to keep these kids healthy and the staff healthy and making sure everything's okay. And, you know, Blake James, to his credit, you know, there are times where people, myself included, say, hey, Blake doesn't do this well, didn't do this well, you know, well, how the football program's going. But the one thing Blake has been very transparent on in the last month and month and a half when he has talked to the media and in his comments is that, look, this is all going to be difficult. This is all a challenge. Our student health and staff health is the most important thing. And even when he, when they released, the ACC said, hey, there are going to be 10 conference games, five whole time away. He said, look, this is an aspirational schedule. It is. It, we know the chances of us playing 11 games now with the other you know, non-conference game scheduled UAB, 11 games and making this work is, going to, is, is probably a little bit of wishful thinking. There's so many things, so much on the student athletes, so much on the staff to protect yourself and take care of yourself. And that's what I was talking about about the, about the NBA bubble. It's not to say all the NBA is perfect, but what they've devised is everything is in-house. Like everything is there daily. In football and in college especially, these are student athletes. You can't keep them in a bubble. Whether they go to classrooms or not, whatever it may be, they go home. Uh, these kids, you know, not that there's partying going on. You hope they don't do things like that. But, you know, they're going to go to a restaurant, go to Chipotle and pick up uh, something, you know, go here. And, and those things just leave you open and vulnerable. And it's just hard to expect that it's going to work out perfectly. I mean, what are the feelings in Coral Gables? I think the feeling is, look, we're going to try this, but and we're going to be as healthy and safe as we can. But we know with the chances of pulling this off and getting this right, there's a lot of moving parts to make it work that are going to make it difficult. Well, Manso joins us here on Good Morning Amigo. Basketball, did they did they get it right with the bubble? Because it does seem like they've been the sport to have most control over what's going on. Is that is that right? Yeah, they got it right, but they also, you know, the challenge is, you know, basketball has, what, you know, you, you can really limit it to your 15 guys, 17 guys, and then, you know, your, your essential staff, as they say, and things like that. Uh, when you are talking about football, you have 50, 60 guys and staff. It's just hard to double that many people. And also facility-wise, where are you going to have an area, an infrastructure that can play that many NFL games? Remember, I'm going to on Sunday. You know, I don't have one game. And basketball, you can you know, space it out over the course of four, four games in one day and things like that. It's just, look, as much as I'd like to say that the NFL is getting it wrong by not doing a bubble, I'm not even sure how you could do a bubble with football. Now, could you pick two or three cities and maybe bubble guys specifically in those cities, you know what I mean? And then there's no possibility. But I think that the, the, the way things worked out, the NFL said, look, we're going to go in with this idea that we can pull this off and our players will be safe and we'll look out for their safety and we'll have this COVID list and we'll have testing and the proper protocol. It's, it's just hard, but the NBA did get it right. There's no doubt that their plan, look, it's statistically proven so far, they don't have any cases. Yeah. MLS, by the way, almost wrapping up their tournament. After that initial outbreak from the Dallas team that they had all on, they don't have any cases, you know? And that's that goes to show that there is a way you can control it, but it takes that bubble daily testing and, and not letting guys get out basically in the real world and risk the chance of getting it. Let's talk X's and O's. The Heat play the Bucks tonight. They'll be without the services, apparently, of Goran Dragic. I was a little tough on him the other night. I thought in key moments in the game, he rushed a shot. He turned the ball over twice. Um, is us not having a true point guard and having to rely on Goran, and I know he's good. I heard you after the game. You gave him the applause for the 20 points, and I'm sitting there going, no, well, he turned the ball over late in the game. He almost cost us the game. Um, do you think in a stretch run that will hurt us? not having a true point guard? Uh, you know, I, I don't think so. It's only because he, 
honestly, the way they play it, and Spoh says it over and over, the positionless basketball. I mean, they're, and, and we saw it with Dwayne, too, in pivotal moments, even later in his career, but he's going to put, and when I say he's Spoh, he's going to put the ball in the hands of a player that he feels can give him the best shot to set up the offense in key moments, right? And we're talking down the stretch, and it's usually going to be Jimmy Butler, that time short born. But the ball is going to work its way in through Jimmy. And Jimmy, for all the talk of whether Jimmy's a superstar, and he's not a, he's not a 30-point player and this and that, and he's not you know I, James Harden or whatever these star players that can get you 40, 50 points. No, but he is the guy that more often than not makes a smart basketball decision, sometimes to the point of almost being too unselfish and not taking an opportunity for himself. So to, to Gorin and to these guys, they're going to have their moments. But I think you're going to see moments big in the game where the ball's going to be in the hands. You know, Jimmy's going to get it to Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. You know, during the season, we saw Tyler time, how important that was to the Heat big moments. They've also worked with Tyler, by the way, in his ball handling. I don't know how much that is going to be a focus as the season goes on in the playoffs, but I think for the future, that's something to watch. So I think you can see the Gorman. I get it. You know, Gorman is a score first point guard, which is not the facilitating point guard. He's not a nine, ten assist game, you know, game guy. That's just not who he is. He only had three the other night, actually. Yep. Yeah, he's a scorer. He is a scoring point guard. Um, and he's a guy that he is a guy that can go out and get you 30 points in the day. I mean, you saw him get 25 the other day. You know, I think Gordon is the guy that that can go out and get you some points. So I think you take the good with the bad. You know, the Heat do at times get turnover prone. There's no doubt about it. And it probably has something to do with the fact that they don't have that one point guard handling the ball. But it's worked well for them, and I, I really think it just goes to Spoh's idea of how he sees this team, kind of the rotation and key moments in the game. It might be a three, they might be a four seed, whatever it is. Do you think they're equipped to make a run in this bubble? Because I think under normal circumstances, they probably would not be. But I think the bubble brings a strange set of circumstances. I don't think you're seeing the best Bucks team right now. And I think that the Heat have shown they can kind of play with anybody in the conference. Do you think three yeah. seed, I mean, are they that team or are they one major player away like so many people have said throughout the season? Well, I think it's fair to say that they're a major player away from winning the championship because I think to go through the stretch of three rounds and then a final, uh, no matter in a bubble or not, you usually would need that one guy that just gets unconscious and goes crazy. We see it every year, right? You see that so and you look at the end and look back and go, wow, well, well, we saw it with Wayne many times. We obviously saw it with LeBron as well. I mean, but the point being, usually to win that championship, you do need that guy or two. We talked earlier a little bit, hinted on Jimmy, that all the talk that he's not that superstar. I think Jimmy is that alpha, that leader. Can Jimmy carry a team all the way through? We'll find out soon enough in this kind of weird setting. But to your question on whether they can, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything what to expect from any team. Like when you look at three through six, right, it doesn't matter seating anymore because home court doesn't matter. So when we're three to six, whatever, they're going to play Boston, they're going to play India, they're going to play Philly in that first round. That's what we know, right? That's the way it's lined up. Those are four teams, including the Heat, that are all very good basketball teams. Two of those teams will obviously get eliminated in the first round. Obviously, you got a winner, you have a loser. Would it shock you which two teams it would be? What If I told you right now that the Heat and Celtics are both getting eliminated in the first round, or if the Sixers and Celtics and Sixers and Pacers. Yeah, we wouldn't know. You're that, right. There's no way of knowing yeah. it. <laughs> but, and none of that would be surprising. Like, if you told me the Heat are going to the conference finals, right, or the Heat are getting eliminated in the first round, neither would insult or shock me. Neither would be like, whoa, you're crazy. It, they're all possible given the talent of these teams, but also the strangeness of the setup and the uncertainty of, of something we've never dealt with before. Well, Manso here with us. Before I let you go, because I know you got to run, 
Isn't this whole... I, you and I are baseball traditionalists. I like the 162. I like the grind. I think that's what decides championships. But isn't this kind of... I mean, yes, I'm looking at it from a Marlins perspective. But isn't it kind of sexy that there's teams already in a pennant race in August? I know 6, 8, 10, 12 games in. What are your thoughts on what the Marlins have been able to overcome? I know they're still behind the eight ball. They have to catch up on some games. But isn't it cool to have this situation the way it is? I mean, look, it, it, I said it last night on the sportscast. It was like you know, the Marlins have gone from the worst story in sports, meaning, you know, first outbreak, all the criticism, all the talk of who was at fault, to one of the best stories to have overcome all that craziness, all that criticism, all that illness, and somehow put together a team that's now 5-1. and one. In two weeks from now, we could be looking at a Marlins team that's, you know, 6-11. and 11. I mean, that's just, that's the way baseball goes. That's the way a, a weird season like this goes. Or we could be looking at a team that's still there. But I do like the feeling that there are 50-something games left, and the Marlins are 5-1, and one, you know, first place, they're playing well. I think it's fun. And, and I think you have to throw the traditionalist stuff out the window. Like, even yesterday, I, you, you and I think the same way, I think, when it comes to baseball. I don't like a seven-inning game. It doesn't feel like a baseball game. It doesn't feel like a baseball game. It doesn't. But watching it yesterday, I said to myself, okay, it's not really the way I want it to be, but, man, it's okay. This year, everything to me gets a pass. Uh, And and the funny thing is Don Manley was in asked about it, and he said, look, for this year, it's fine. So he kind of felt the same way. He's like, look, you can't really look at things like, oh, the standings, but those five and one, they've only played six games. How can they be in first place? Man, you just got to roll with it. This is a unique gear. Just get through the season again. Safety first. Let's see who comes out on top, the Yankees. And then go from there and, and, you know, and then hopefully by next year things are better. Man, Aaron Judge is – I told my son yesterday, I go, Aaron Judge, it's 25 this year. He goes, you think that? I go, and if you're not careful, if he stays hot for another eight or ten days, he's going to hit 30. He goes, you're crazy. I go, wait and see, man. He's on fire. On fire, man. Uh, Locked in, locked in. He is so locked in. I'm excited about that version of it as well. Thanks for joining us, Will. I do appreciate it. I agree with you. Go Yankees. But this whole Martins thing, I – I'm going to continue to enjoy it. We have a tie here yeah. at Slam to Eddie the Jet Alvarez. So, obviously, you know, getting him to play with the Marlins yesterday was a fun thing to watch. I mean, the, the Marlins started a speed skater at third base yesterday, the second game, and a, and a, and a first baseman who had never played first base before. This is the major league. <laughs> yes. And, and it's incredible what they're pulling off. So, it's a great story. I love the story indeed. My brother, remember, we'll be doing some stuff together for Alzheimer's. You know that that's my big passion. Oh, yeah. I yeah. am serving as a co-chair on the on the committee for the Alzheimer's Walk Miami, and we know that yourself and... and uh, we're going to make it work, man. It's we're going to make it. We're going to make it work. And Andrea, Andrea is going to be great in it this year. Um, I, I'm really excited. Um, I know that she's had a recent loss. Please send her our condolences from all of us at Slam Radio. Uh, but I like I like the fact that she's uh, she's part of what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna make it work, man. We're gonna raise some money. We're gonna bring awareness. It's gonna be you know again. We can't let all this stuff bring us down. We can still do good work. So I'm looking forward to it. And we appreciate the work you've done this last several years for the walk. We really do. You're the man, man. Thanks, all right. It's some incredible people involved, man. So it's my pleasure. Check them out. You can see them if you're in Miami. Local ten news in Miami. Now you can check them out at Will Mansell WPLG. Is that correct? Yeah, that's my work one. Check that one out. I have at Will Mansell. Sounds good. Check him out. He's our friend. He's our best available Cuban. He is Will Mansell. Thanks a lot, brother. Take care. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.